0: Did you take time to realize that this whole entire time I've been doing everything on my own, especially this podcast, and that I do a wonderful job of letting people know that I go in? Well, now you know, because I'm finally podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Hey Yo, what's good, B? <laughs> I'm such a cheesy dude. All right, so family, welcome back to Finally Podcasting with your host, Blaze Davis, you know? um, Today, I'm just going to talk about my whole entire mission for 2019, the things that I do. If you guys didn't understand by now, I am a photographer, I'm a musical artist, inspiring musical artist, and also am into writing. I think I also want to do uh, poetry, too, but I'll talk about that later. So today in the creative process, I'm calling this the creative process episode. So there's a couple of things that I want to just kind of make you understand. And I'm trying to take you on a trip of like all the things that I do. So to really start off now, you have to understand that in 2019, when I start talking about all things creative, I'm talking about everything that's in my mind. I'm letting you see it. So first things first, this is kind of going to be more of like a spiritual type of aspect to this episode. I'm Kind of trying to talk about, like, I want you to see the reasons behind what I do. Why do I enjoy it? Where's the inspiration? What does it mean to me? You know, all these other things that, you know, why there's an element of what I do in each of the things that I want to do. So the, the top three things that I told you guys is music, photography and writing. More to say the podcasting is a part of it, too. So I only, and and I'm about to get into that now. But, you know, when I say all things creative and you could be a part of all things creative, too, it's whatever you feel. That you're talented in. In order to make a difference. And. If you like to bake, if you like to be a baker, go for it. Why are we standing back and not doing what our dreams entail? I tell myself this every day. And that, you know, I should go full throttle on what it is that I believe and what it is that I want to do with my life, you know. But of course, I, I I won't lie, like sometimes I was feeling intimidated because it's just like, yo, am I gonna make money off of this? And then I told you guys in the first episode that, you know, I go to school. So it's always this whole thing about being in college and it's like, well, you gotta work towards a degree and get a good job off the degree. And it's like, but the people with the most creative minds didn't worry about money, you know? Let's take, for instance, someone like Basquiat that's famously known for doing his drawings. A lot of people thought that he was doing chicken scratch in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, of course, it was the graffiti era in New York. And so they would say Sama was dead. And then, you know, he went on to to link up with Andy Warhol and they did the whole thing together. And then putting all the Andy Warhol's great portrait of Crack is Whack in 1986. You could actually catch it on 120. I don't know if they put it down. But it's next to the old 126th Street bus depot. And um, they have the, the mural where it says, Crack is Whack, NYC 1986. That was by Andy Warhol. Is it Andy Warhol? Am I bugging? Y'all know who I'm talking about when I say that. He linked up, Basquiat linked up with the homeboy that was doing portraits and paintings and this, that, and the third. And one of them was like the what um, What is it? Um, what is the name? Campbell's Soup. Yeah, Campbell's Soup. So... Let's start it off. Now with this podcasting thing, you know a lot of people gave me the, the 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 willpower to just go ahead and do this podcasting thing because I was just like, "Yo, I got a voice." You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm too opinionated not to say anything. Like I don't want to stand back and not say nothing. You know, I do videos on Instagram. I've done videos back in the Snapchat days and stuff like that. I think people still have Snapchat. I don't know. I feel like I'm an old man, but I'm still young. It's the perfect mixture of being in your 20s. Like, it's like, you're old, but you're not old. <laughs> but with podcasting, the reason behind my podcast is because I want my voice to soothe you when I talk about different topics and things that I'm very passionate about. And that, you know, in this worldwide view, you need a lot of voices to speak about different things to get a different perspective. There's always an art to being a public figure when you commentate, when you comment on different things that's going on in the world, whether it be in... The environment directly behind you or in front of you or things like the present day government shutdown with Trump and the whole Trump presidency. And that's why I think it's dope that you have YouTubers that speak on these different things or uh, as much as ridiculous as it could be. Storytime tellers to, you know, um, on YouTube videos, sharing their videos, DIYers and this, that and third people who talk about controversial issues every day. There's an art form to speaking out on different things because everybody has a different style. Even if you are a podcaster, you have a totally different style in the way that you uh, express yourself on this platform. You know, you express yourself different from how I do. You have a different way of how you speak. You have a different way of how you present information. I do the same thing, too. So, oh, yeah, one big shout out to anybody out there that's podcasting. If you just started like me as well. It shouldn't matter about how many people you have that's following you or listening to you. It's about getting that workout. So if you get in that workout, that's all that matters. But, you know, we have a lot of things that we have people using their voices to be public figures in these type of platforms to make a difference. It's a lot that you could do. There's nothing that you can't do. You know, if you're racist, then let it be known that you're racist. If you if you are not racist let it be known that you're not racist. If you love this, this topic, let it be known that you love this topic. If you hate this topic, let it be known that you hate this topic. That's the beautiful thing about people who talk and not afraid to get their voices and opinions on any type of platform, including myself. So with podcasting, I'm taking you on a trip of making you understand. Yes, this is my viewpoint. I don't expect other people to always agree with me. You may disagree, but the important thing is if you are listening to this podcast right now you are getting a frontal view on what's the mind of me instead of me just putting it on a comment and being like, that's it. It's, it's, and I'm saying that's also a great thing. That's why I encourage blog writing because also blog is I also like to blog as well, but everything I just put on my notes, I don't put anything out, out yet. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I would want to work on doing a whole blog and this, that, and the third, but I love the creative process because the creative process is the mind. And you finally taking the leap of faith of letting the world see exactly how you feel on particular issues and what's in your mind and state at the time of day. Anything that you think about and anything that's in your mind or your thought, you're going to put out there. You're going to do and you're going to say. Now, I'm also going to talk about this in spirituality also. Your mind can be playing tricks on you. So as much as you weigh your options, you always have that the super ego and the id where... You know something is good for you to do, and you know when something is bad for you to do. Your mind plays tricks on you. So you might let's just say in a random and not in a misogynistic view. I'm a man, right? So I like women. Let's just see, let's just say I see a shorty with a fat ass. I'm like, yo, she got a fat butt, bro. And she's walking down the street and I'm walking beside her. My super ego could sit here and say, go ahead and smack that ass, please. But the id and because of the consciousness in my mind is going to be like, Blaze, don't do that. That's disrespectful. You don't put your hands on a woman like that. It is unsolicited. But I'm going to talk about that with spirituality and all these different things in the mind and the, the, the ego tripping and this, that and the third. But again, with the creative process, isn't it beautiful that your mind can come up with very beautiful concepts, whether you podcast, do music and this, that and the third, your mouth tells stories. Your hands tell stories. The way you craft things tell stories. So the point of this episode today is to dig deeper on why I do the things that I do in the top, maybe three or four things that is on my mind that I like to do. Music. Music is the first thing. Now, if you guys were paying attention to me on Instagram, which I basically use everything for building up my brand and my business. <coughs> Sorry, I got a cold. Um, Music to me, as I think about it, has always been something that has soothed the soul. And it has always been something that people have used to alter their day-to-day functions. What I enjoy about music is that it's an emotional provoker. You can use music when you're mad. You can use music when you're happy. You can use music when you're just content. And a lot of people have to understand that music is a craft it's a it's a it's a thing that you know besides the fact that matter we use music on an electronic base you know you can still go out to different places and hear music in its natural form where you have instruments where you have people who play on instruments and you know use that ability to please a crowd if you live in new york you already know you have the showtime performances we have the people that are in train stations, they'll play something like the flute or the piano and this, that, and the third. Um, you know, people who use their lips, they use melodics, they use melodies in order to convey their message through music. So with music, the origin of music goes way back into distant times where music has always been a spiritual thing around campfires and circles and this, that, and the third or other things that used to be used as folk tales Uh, uh telling stories to pass down from generation to generation. And being used to call in, I don't know, spirits, talk to the most high, talk to different gods and deities and this, that, and the third, everything. There's a good balance to music as well as there's bad. Now, the thing that I'm studying is the, the controversial theory of the standard hertz of music. Now, if you don't understand what hertz is, it's the frequency and the vibration base of music. Now, the typical music or the typical song in, in the top 40 genres in this standard third, not top 40 genres, but the top 40 music playlists in this standard third that you, you know, I hope you guys understand what that is. It's usually the records that get rotated around every single day on the media platform. There's two. There's, there's something I heard that the standard is 440 hertz, and then the other one is 432 hertz. So the difference between the two is that with 440, that that, hmm, how can I describe it? It is hard for me to explain because that's the music that that standard in these these record companies that you would hear every day on the radio is 440 hertz. I have heard has been more destructive than it has been good, and that it provokes a lot of emotions in people to think like this is what the music that I like. Because you have to understand one thing with music, it does invokes it does invoke emotions it does invoke attitudes it does invoke the way you think in this that and the third that that's what music does you ever find yourself like listening to a beat or you listen to a song song and gets stuck in your head there's always a reason for that but going back to what i was saying about music um it's a 440 hertz i'll find out information on it and i'll get more frontal views to finally talk about it at another time but what 432 hertz, the concept, right, the concept of the 432 hertz is that it's a slower bass frequency that relaxes and calms you. And it calms your mood and calms your soul where you're just relaxed. That's that's what I know. If I'm wrong, please correct me on it. But um, with 432 hertz, it's rumored to be more relaxing. So you have a lot of different music genres out here, but you have a lot of genres of music that's meant to relax you but it's warm melodic bass if you want to understand what i'm talking about understand the concept of binaural beats binaural beats if you want to be relaxed and you just want to ease and you just want to chill listen to binaural beats and i know that you guys are going to be like oh well that that's that what the hell is that because you're so used to frequencies being at you and it's going pop 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 you understand what i'm saying like take a trip with me real quick family i think 440 hertz is rapid sounds right it's rapid so it's like when you especially hip hop because everything is really trap oriented there's a cadence that goes into it and that it's going fast 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 so you're used to the frequency being you know addictive and you you have an addiction to that type of music you understand what i'm saying and if you understand trap music trap <laughs> It's it's geared to trap your emotions and trap your well thinking your well being. Now a lot of people is not expected to hear that, but that's just the reality of everything. So, with with that being said, like I said, nothing is done on purpose. Like if you understand the the the, the metaphysical, or you understand the mindset of how music works, there's always a reason behind why music is shifted the way that it, there is. More specifically, you know, I like to talk about hip hop because that's the foundation for black music, as much as it is reggae, and you know, all these different musics out of the Afro diaspora. It being used as a tool to manipulate the minds of our young brothers and sisters out there, you know, to 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 base upon our actions, to make us seem like this is what we have to do. This is this is how we live. This is if it says it in rap music, this dictates our lives. So with music, right, I'm going to tell you why I like to do music. And un- understandably, maybe you'll understand at the, the, the end of this episode why I love music so much and why I do music. So with music for me, right, I believe in telling stories. I believe in have you understand why did I put this melodic in there? Why did I use this beat? Why did I use this drum roll or this drum, this drum loop and this, that and third in the beat, right? I want to tell stories to you. I want to tell you why did I title that song. And the thing about it is is that from a producer's point of view, I understand, or a singer's point of view, I understand sometimes why they title it that song. Why do they title it this and why do they do it? You have to get in the mindset and be very open as a producer. That's why it's very deeper for me. And because I'm a perfectionist, I don't just like giving you poor quality beats or trashy ass beats. There's a reason to my madness. And if you didn't understand it by now, I'm just going to make a quick announcement Everything on this show has been done by me, except for the background music. That's not mine. Any of the intro beats is all mine. All of the photos are all mine. <laughs> Just letting you know that. Those are all my beats, except for the background music. That's not mine. So again, as I continue on this episode, when I do these certain beats, I'm trying to click you into the mind. I want you to think, what, what does this remind you of? And my biggest inspiration for doing music is Vivaldi. If you don't know who Vivaldi is, he's a classical music classical music artist. I forgot what period, but <clears throat> um, he um if you guys remember four Seasons, and that's him. So the four Seasons of music, Vivaldi, that's him. And I started to understand because of the classical music theory class I took back um, when I was in community college when, when, when the teacher broke it down. Yo, I sat back and I was like, yo, that's amazing. You feel what I'm saying? And a lot of our music has been crafted like this, especially like coming out of Harlem Renaissance with jazz. So I speak about it because that's where I'm that's where I'm from. We we talk about jazz and we talk about scat and we talk about these different things. Music has always been an entity to tell stories. And it's been titles. A lot of the artists out here talk about their real life situations, about things that they come from. Of course, you got people who lie and and people who talk about this that and third or i'm rich or i've got this that and third i got money and this that and third is it's a falsehood to it but mainly music has always been used to tell stories now i need y'all to open up a little bit these dudes out here who's lying about their lifestyle they're doing it because they're trying to deceive you you may be like nah blaze nah this that and third no they're doing it to deceive you they're doing it to deceive you to make you seem like this is the type of life that you should have. That's why I don't really, like it's hard for me to connect with a lot of music today because it's just very, very hard for me. But melodics I can connect to because there's a story being told. So there's certain beats, right? I'm just gonna put this out there, a project I have, right? I might use a Pacific, let's just say I'm trying to talk about the springtime and I I name the beat Springtime Trees or something crazy, right? I might use a melodic, so you think about the the the, the easy breezy winds. I might use a melodic to connect you to the sun, to make you see like this. This melodic right here is talking about the sun. This other other accompanying it, the the companies. How do I say it? The 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 add-ons to the beat, right? Is like the trees, or like the beat could be like you walking on this, that, and the third. There's always a method to the madness. And with the creative spirit of music, you if you want to dig deeper, allow your mind to see it. So when you listen to a lot of your favorite producers or your rappers or your singers and stuff like that, allow, allow yourself to understand the emotions that's invoked when they sing these lyrics, when they rap these lyrics, or when these producers put in these beats the way that they do. You feel me? So that's why there's always a science behind why certain rappers or singers choose their beats. This is the reason why you can't just work with any old producer or musician. There's a chemical I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chemical connection between two people or other people in the room to understand that that beat fits your aura, that beat fits what exactly you're looking for, right? People have to understand that with music. So with me, I am very selfish with who I work with. If I'm, you know, when I work later this year, I'm not going to talk too much into it. But, you know, I would be open to working with people in this, that, and the third around music. But with music, take time to understand that it is, has always been a storytelling mechanism we've used in society for ages. That it's been a tool of telling stories and folk tales from generation to generation. And to be using music in a way where you're conveying your message through different melodics or, you know, drums or this, that, and a third. So when you think of music, just think about that. (laughs) I don't know what else to say, but that's basically how far I can go with it, you know? Photography. Now, I know we're living in an age of social media. We're using Instagram. We're... You know, I don't know really too many other apps that you really use that's based upon pictures, but except Instagram. Uh Instagram, of course, can be used as a vice as well as, you know, for good things. I'm not an established photographer yet. I'm kind of amateur. But, um, of course, you have the two divisions of photography, which is just a division of creativeness. You have professional photography. And you have like photography as in like you're taking portraits and stuff like that of people. And you have landscape photography. You may have other ones that you do, but you know, primarily, you know, you have those two that I hear a lot of people talk about. I'm more of a landscape photographer. So the thing about it is I like taking pictures of different places. I like traveling places, like going to different places, you know, making a documentary out of those places The great thing about photography, it's always been there to tell stories. And I think I should have renamed this episode Creative Process Storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Because the reason why things like taking photos is of importance is because you're going to dawn back on that memory. Or you're going to want to take a trip back to nostalgia. Or you want to know exactly what happened that day when you took that photo. With landscape photography, right, me as as a photographer, I want to show people, well, I want to show people specifically New York City, and I want to show people the world beyond New York City. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful because you have a lot of photographers that go to some random ass places. You got people that go in the mountains. You got people who take photos in the snow. You got people who take photos in different areas of the world that you never would even imagine, you know. And if we didn't have those photos, we wouldn't know the world beyond our city and our country. So with that being said, photography in general has always been this like dope type of uh, tool for us to use to express ourselves by telling stories by the photos that we take. There's a profound photo that I'm going to have in a book later on that I'm not going to talk about. I don't even know why I'm selling myself short, but this is a part of my brand. This is a part of my business. I got stories to tell. A lot of stories to tell with photography, right? With photography, though, there's a lot that I'm trying to tell you within that photo without saying it. But I, should, I want you to see exactly why I'm saying what I'm saying. What captivates me when I do photography I think a lot about like the seventies and the eighties, right? In New York City, with the graffiti on trains, right? And when you see those graffiti on trains, you have people out there that would express themselves to a hard degree. But it's always the good and bad balance. You got people out there that would express fuck the cops. You have people out there that would tag their name and do all one of these wonderful art pieces on these trains that we take every day. Now when you see the MTA subway, you see these metal plated trains that never really get graffiti if it if it gets graffiti is seen as a novelty so it's just amazing to know i wasn't born during that era i wasn't even thought about you know but just to know like from that era that there were so many people out here that spent days sketching out exactly how they're gonna bomb a train and how they're gonna put up these art pieces on a train and even with painting and we even with art just a natural uh, art first of all anything that i'm saying on this episode is art speaking is an art coming up with different topics to talk about is an art podcasting is an art music is obviously an art you know what i mean uh photography is an art writing is an art so with these art pieces that came out you know going around the city and seeing all these trains being um, graffitied on and this, that, and the third tags up and seeing these like inside of train cars looking like, I don't know, like looking like a a full pledge art show is amazing to me, yo. And that's kind of one of my inspirations for photography, but very loosely because I can't find the same type of thing that they did in the 80s now going into 2019. I just can't find it. You know, like it might be people who do little art graffiti pieces here and there, but it just seems a little bit wacky to do it on the trains that we have out now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, why are you doing that? Like, it looks corny, but that's one of the the inspirations for like my photography. But another is landscape. I like looking at the mountains. I like looking at the, the plains. I like looking at different areas, you know, living in a metropolis in a way, it kills the vibe because it's a metropolis, but look at these many different ar- architectures. Look at like the, the cultures of neighborhoods, the way that neighborhoods are. How Lower East Side is different from Harlem, or Washington Heights is different from Enwood, or parts of Brooklyn is different from parts in Queens. There's always a difference in different boroughs that you go to, or Staten Island, how Staten Island is different from different parts of New York. Even though we kinda shit on Staten Island, because Staten Island is a borough, but we like, yo, we don't fuck with you. And it's like we'll give more credit to Long Island in New Jersey instead of like instead of like the other places, you know what I mean? But um I like enjoying like p- places like the Adirondacks Mountains or like places around an upstate New York that have all these different places where, you know, trees blossom in the springtime, you know, seeing all these different things and understanding the weather patterns and and seeing things like that in Staten Island when I went out there for the summer about how I seen these like mountains and it's just like this is not even this doesn't even look like Staten Island but it's dead ass the mountains and there's like when you look down the street it's always just it's like little roads and then there's the Staten Island railway railroad down the block you know what i mean it's all these beautiful things so i'm captivating the scenery to make you see the story I want to tell behind these pictures you know what I'm saying and, and that's such a beautiful thing to me because I'm just like yo you know what I'm saying have you ever seen these places beyond New York have you ever seen this have you ever seen that because I wanted you to see exactly what I'm conveying through that photography you know what I'm saying so what makes photography dope as well when I see other photographers doing their thing especially when it's like modeling you have a lot of these photographers out here that take pictures in different places, but the models that they use and having that person express themselves through facial expressions and just being able to be wacky and fun with the different outfits or, you know, different places or stuff like that. Um, I'm thinking of a photographer named Jamel Shabazz, if I'm not mistaken. What of Mike? I think his name is Jamel Shabazz. He is such an influential photographer to me, <coughs> because he talks about New York in, like, the 1970s and the 1980s, you know, you know, he was talking about the 5%ers, and he was talking about, like, you know, people rolling around, our, our people rolling out in New York in the 1980s, and taking pictures of people smiling on the back of the buses and on the trains, and couples and stuff like that, Albee Square Mall, before it's notoriously named as downtown Brooklyn, And stuff like that. These are beautiful photos. And specifically adds on the effects. Because a lot of his photos was in black and white. It's a very dramatic. Type of like. uh, Like story he's telling. With the black and white photos. And it reminds you of like. The other photos that came out. Way before then. What you call the the renegogs or something like that. Where they have the portraits of the people. That's in black and white. that's, That's like metal plated. So. In a nutshell, family, that's my inspiration behind photography and why I do photography, why I like to do photography. What am I trying to convey through photography? Writing. We're talking about writing here. Creative writing. I'm currently in school and my major is creative writing. So this is like my craft. This is what I do. This is what I like. So uh, with creative writing, what I love about writing in general when people come out with novels or come out with books is that everybody has a chance to dig deep within inside of their creative mindset and put something out on the forefront <clears throat> you have fiction writers you have non-fiction writers you have people who do memoirs you have people who do all different type of things I've always been a fan of books I definitely do think that it's such a beautiful thing to have different genres of writing you have cookbooks, inspirational books, uh, books that, dictionaries. I like uh, reading up on words. I like uh, encyclopedias. You know what I'm saying? So that's always just been something that's dope to me, and I like picture books. I like, uh, you know, obviously, when I was talking before in photography, I like books like that. So I bought me a book already, so I'm like, I bet I'm going to add it on to my book collection. And also, it's very important that people understand that the, the preference between, um, between, not between, but you know, writing. I think it's, first of all, let me say this. I definitely think it's very important for people that have a lot on their membrane. I encourage people all the time that you should journal your feelings inside of a journal. You should. You should. Because with writing, you're allowing your mind to electrify itself do your arms and your hands to then put it on a piece of paper with any writing utensil you use. And with writing, you don't, you, can, you can be as confidential as you want. You don't have to show people what you wrote in your journal. They don't need to know what you put in your journal. You can write whatever you want in your journal. Never, no one will ever find out because it's what you wrote. No one can tell you how to write in your journal. The only blockade about taking creative writing for me is the the, these whole thing about grammar and you know all these different things because when i want to express myself through either poetry or through writing a story and sometimes they'd be like well do you mean this word or do you mean that word like when i say nothing they'll do some dumb mistake and they'll be like nothing and i'll be like no like it's not slang that's just how the vernacular is when we talk why are you blocking me from saying that i want to say it like this i want to put nothing but with the uh Apostrophe, You know what I'm saying? Like, don't block me from saying what it is that I want to say when I'm writing this story. In a nutshell, family, I've done, I'm doing practices right now. So, of course, I like to write little short stories to myself. I'm not expanding it to the world. What I work on a novel, hell yeah. What I work on many different things, and I think it's very beautiful that a lot of people is starting to come back to read it. That you got people out there that's coming out with poetry books, novels and all these different things. Um, logic just came out with a novel, I think called supermarket. So there's always an expanded thing that happens, right? My biggest authors growing up was sister soldier. Cause I read her book, um, midnight. Uh, I liked a lot of the Walter Dean Meyer books because it was the real telltale signs of living in the hood. Walter Dean Myers books just really spoke volumes to me. um, I can't really think of anybody else at this time. And then little um Bill Cosby, when he came out with the little Bill books, I was raised on that. Dr. Seuss books, I was raised on that. So the reading and now specifically, family, I like to read books about our people. I need the knowledge. I need the brain food. I like to read about the different things that happen in our time. You know what I'm saying? And get a worldwide perspective of like, yo, this is how it was. Because if you understand how school works, it's the mental asylum. They tell you these different histories through their perspectives, which is not the real perspective. So they shoot it down. They give you the bullshit version. And then they tell you this is your history. That's why I encourage black people out there, our people, Afro-Diaspora, you know I'm talking to you. This February, go deeper than what they're telling you about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement and all this other stuff. Go deeper, bro. It's more than that. You had people that, you had uh, our people that was out in Russia, that was out in in China, that was out in all areas of the world. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, You had people that was already here in the indigenous plane that looked just like you and me, especially when you have people that's Queen Khalifa. The reason why California is called California. Or you had people like Queen Nzinga. And, and this, you and the third. You had, a different, you had different people out there that done beautiful stuff, bro. And they don't get recognized. But we focus our time in history on the 20th century about all these people past the slavery time in America. I ain't trying to hear that. But that's a story for another day. But with writing, right? With telling your story and especially through blogs. Blogs tell stories. Blogs are telling you about the different things that people feel on their mind that they want to put out to the general public. That's why I kind of enjoy um, people writing blogs and I would write blogs myself to give my perspective on what it is that I feel. Someone like Tahani Coates, I think you guys know who that guy is. He wrote a lot of great articles. He's a very professional guy. I think he put out a, a book. I forgot the name of the book, but you know, he had dope articles. You know what I'm saying? So with writing, the beautiful thing that I like about writing as well is that you can create create images in somebody's mind based off of the things that you write, because now someone has to imagine what exactly you're writing about, what's the imagery and what you wrote so that they could see it within without actually because this is a thing. when you're right, when you're writing, you're creating a picture without actually showing it. Think about that. You are actually creating a picture in someone's mind without showing it. All it is is being shown through words. So when you're showing it through words, someone is seeing that and now they have the perspective of what it's about. That's when people draw their own conclusions to what they think your story is about. Isn't that beautiful? Like, to me, I think it's a beautiful thing because now you have to imagine what it's like. Let's just say somebody like um, I was reading a book. I was reading a book by I think Toni Morrison named Sula. And I had to imagine a black woman living in a in a black town where she's known as like, kind of like a thought, or, or known as like, you know, a promiscuous woman coming through all these trials and tribulations and, you know, stuff like that, living in this town with her best friend. I had to imagine her in the 1930s. I had to imagine a town and what it looked like in the 1930s. I couldn't imagine how it is now in 2019 because it's not the same time period. Stories that came from the 70s. I have to imagine what the 70s was like. I had to imagine like, what life was like in the 70s. Bell-bottom jeans and all that. You feel what I'm saying? So it, it's it's a beautiful thing that novels or different stories throughout time can still be on the shelves. And anybody can read it from any age or era. Um, era. And the pictures are still going to be the same. Now, if it's a book that comes out in 2019... Now that somebody writes a story about it's going to be very easy for you to picture what life is like now, because this is the age you're going to understand and have a a idea on what that person is talking about in this current period, because this is the current period. They wrote the, the book in this time. You have sci fi sci fi books, my favorite book, one of my favorite books was Fahrenheit 451, which they came out with a movie with. And the latest one was with Michael B. Jordan. But I enjoyed the book because they was telling about civilization and they actually burned books because they didn't want you to learn the knowledge. Firefighters that would burn books and how TVs and technology would be very different because people wouldn't really want to read books anymore. To me, I mean, I think that's where we are now. I mean, I don't think still a lot of people like to read I mean, even, even the Bible and stuff like that, you know, people don't like to read. And um, that's the whole controversial thing about writing in books. You have to take time. And and as a future novelist, you have to take time on what your message is saying in these stories. What are you trying to convey and what is your message? What emotions are you trying to provoke? Are you going to have a character that everybody that reads your story is going to hate or you're going to have a character that everybody's going to love i like the idea of protagonist antagonist protagonist is the person in the story that you know what i'm saying you're focused on but then the antagonist is the one that's going against the protagonist you see how it's always that 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 great scale between positive and negative so that's why i like writing because writing is allowing me to show you a picture without actually showing you a, a a picture but then of course I could flip it because I'd be like okay I just showed you a picture without telling you what the picture is but then I got my photography boom I just told you a story but when I tell you a story I'm also telling you a story in my music mm. you feel that you you feel that son I, I just have to big myself up because you know i would be i be dropping jewels out here so you know the boy be coming with through with some facts but Ultimately, what I'm telling you guys is when I talk about all things creative in 2019, this is not just for me. I'm just spreading the word from my podcast from one mouth to another. You know what I'm saying? That with all things creative, it's anything that's on your mind that you want to convey to your audience and whatever it is that you want to say, and whatever it is that you want to express for the worldwide view to understand. Regardless if it's if it's something I agree with or something I disagree with, I can't take that away from you. So that being said i mean that's pretty much basically it the next episode i don't know but i'll i will let you guys i will let you guys know on what the next episode will be so otherwise than that peace and hair grease and i'm finally podcasting